Hi guys, it's me, Sky. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. It's so wonderful to have you. Welcome to the Reluctant Growth Podcast. I know for me, I'm excited that it's a new year. It was a very, very hard year in 2021, I think, collectively. Um, you know, until I saw that TikTok trend where everyone posted it, that it was the best year ever. And then I was like, am I the only one? Sometimes when you see people's social media recaps, you can feel kind of left out. And I... I know that feeling. And sometimes I feel that as a sober person, I see, you know, how someone's entire year, all of the fun that they had, had alcohol attached to it. And I wasn't really included in that fun because I don't drink. Sometimes I do feel that way, but I try to remind myself that when I was drinking a lot, I didn't feel good. <laughs> so, but it is challenging. And I think sometimes people post their highlight reels of their life, which is totally normal also because you don't want to be like sharing on TikTok but you can be sharing on TikTok too all your struggles but for the most part socially people like to share their ups and that's awesome because life does have ups but sometimes it's hard like if you had a hard 2021 and you're seeing everyone be like this is the best year ever I went to Miami like it can be hard you can feel left out so if you feel left out me too hashtag me too I'm super super excited for today's episode we are talking about doing sober January and doing a challenge-based sobriety kind of period in your life. And I think that's so awesome. I'm very, very pro doing a sober month um, just to become sober curious, to reset your organs, to do it for health reasons. And so, yeah, I think it's awesome if you are doing a sober January um, I'm not going to gatekeep sobriety from anyone <laughs> and I'm just so proud of you and excited. So I asked all my sober friends for all of their tips and I can't wait to share them all with you. First though, I am dying to tell everyone this and it has nothing to do with mental health. It has nothing to do with sobriety. I just am obsessed with telling everyone that I know this and I'm so excited to tell you guys. <laughs> well, I'm not excited. It's, it's actually whack. Okay. So all of you probably have Instagram, I'm guessing. And I just learned this past week that if you have those porn bots, like watching all of your Instagram stories, which I'm sure some of you know what I'm talking about. For those who don't, it's like you see the last people who watched your Instagram story on the bottom when you check. And I mean, everyone checks. Like, don't judge me. <laughs> on the bottom, it's like Isabel 69. And in the bio, like you can see it on your Instagram story when you see who it says like, um, come F me right now. And so you click it because you're like, why are these porn stars watching my Instagram stories? Turns out, are you ready? I know who those porn stars are. Well, I don't know who they are, but basically they're not porn star robots. They are generated from websites that allow people to look at your story on Instagram anonymously. So like when you're so like if you have someone blocked and you block all of those fake accounts that they ever create, that they can't create any more fake accounts to look at your profile, they can go on an anonymous website and look at your Instagram story. And it shows up as a porn bot. So it's probably like an ex or like somebody. If you have those watching your Instagram story, they're real people. Isn't that weird? Isn't that wild? Also... If you have someone blocked, do not do not go on the website and creep your exes. Do not. I'm not I'm not saying to go do that. I just wanted to tell you because I think it's crazy and I did not know what they were there for. And then I found out. So that's why. 
Okay, so <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you so much to Alyssa Anderson and everyone that contributed for um, my sober podcast here and giving me the most amazing tips. I think that they're amazing tips and I can't wait for all of you to get sober for one month. <laughs> so here we go. First things first, you are never going to discipline your way into being the best version of yourself. You are never going to discipline your way into being the best version of yourself. And what I mean by that is I think that the word discipline has been hijacked. I'm like such, such a supporter of maybe using the word like habit and creating a habit and putting positivity instead of negativity behind your goals and your work ethic. I just like, I mean, I've struggled with weight before. I've struggled with all kinds of things in terms of discipline. And I think that sticking to something takes more positivity. So like instead of calling yourself a fat piece of shit or a drunk piece of shit or whatever that you're not confident with that you want to change this year, I think it's so much better to just like be kind to yourself, do it out of self-love and really work on realistic goals that are consistent. So if for you getting sober for a month is realistic and you couldn't imagine your life without drinking, um, that's cool with me. I think that any change is a positive change and be nice to yourself. Oh, my first tip is focus on what sobriety this month is going to do for your body. I am obsessed with this. I Google all the benefits of being sober for my physical health all the time. It is amazing what it does for your skin, for your um, blood pressure, your liver, your kidneys, your pancreas, all your insulin levels. Like it's just such an amazing thing to physically do. And you're giving your body such an amazing gift without even really trying. Like you just, you can eat cheeseburgers and it's still going to be amazing for you to take a break from alcohol physically. So I would just say like, if you, if you are feeling discouraged or you feel like you can't do it, Google how good it is for your physical body. This is the biggest tip that I got. Um, do not let yourself get bored. So if you're first trying to get sober or your sober period, do not let yourself get bored. And it's brutal to let yourself get bored because when you're not drinking, you aren't hungover. I don't know about you, but I can do a whole shift at a bar. Like I could have gone to a bar back in the day, gone for dinner, had a couple glasses of wine, then done a little after spot, then done an after spot after that. And it would be 2 a.m. And I would have been drinking from 6 o'clock to 2 a.m. or 7 o'clock till 2 a.m. That's a full shift of drinking. And then the next day I would need to recover from that. So I would take it easy and relax and feel like shit. And that would basically take up the whole day. So I would definitely say like if you're sober, you're going to have a lot of extra hours in your day because you're not going to feel that shitty. And you can use that for anything like start a hobby, set a fitness goal, take up yoga, um, knit, clean, even rest if you don't get bored from it because you need it. Let your body have a rest. I think like when I first quit drinking, I needed so much rest and it felt so amazing to just watch Gilmore Girls in my bed. Also, you if you love that hangover day, like if you work a nine to five, five days a week or six days a week and that Sunday hangover day is like a big deal for you, you can still keep that day and you don't need to get up at the market at 6 a.m. if you don't want to and go and be like one of those sober people. If you want during this challenge, like you can take a day without drinking and still have a super lazy Sunday and watch football all day and relax or whatever you do. Like you don't you you still can claim your time the way that you want it. I just don't want you to be bored. 
This one I got a lot is find a friend and make sober plans. So tell your friend that you have the intention of being sober for the month and make sober plans. Be really, really proactive with this. I love to find a friend who is sober. My DMs are always open. If you want me to be your sober friend, I'll always be your sober friend. Um, A lot of it is just kind of knowing someone that's normal and cool that's sober um, and making plans with them to maybe go to a spin class or coffee or whatever. Try to find alcohol-free related activities with friends. Boom. Okay, this one is like so bad. I don't know if I'm... Actually, one of my therapist friends recommended my podcast for people who want to quit drinking and like I felt that really overwhelming because I don't think some of these are the best tips for like... But this is what I know works. So look at hot celebrities. (laughs) Most of your favorite hot celebrities don't drink. And whenever I need motivation to stay sober, I Google all the hot celebrities that are sober. (laughs) Um, Some celebrities will pretend to drink. Like Kim Kardashian doesn't drink but pretends to drink if an alcohol company sponsors her because that girl loves a check. But for the most part, like all your favorite comedians, all your favorite actors, all your favorite talented people, for the most part, don't drink because they have crazy schedules and goals and they're very driven and eventually alcohol gets in the way of that. So that's one of my favorite things to do is I Google which hot celebrities I love that I look up to who are super funny or whatever, who got sober. Like Nikki Glaser is one of my favorite comedians and she doesn't drink and I love hearing her story but why she doesn't drink and I think she's so funny and I literally google it and youtube it there's an episode of Joe Rogan where she talks about it and I literally just watch that clip over and over sometimes because she makes me really feel seen so google celebrities (laughs) okay so now I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room if you're doing a sober challenge or first getting sober Um, and this is an elephant that's always in the room I think throughout all of your sobriety forever and it definitely gets easier I have to say that I thought it would never get easier for me. And that is social situations. So it's one thing to tell a friend that you're getting sober and have someone to hang out with that also likes doing sober things or go for coffee or hang out in the day. It's another thing to navigate social situations sober, particularly, you know, at at work parties or a work function or a wedding or any kind of party. It's really, really hard. If you go out to the bar with your friends sober, it can be really, really, really hard So I just want to talk about that. So how to avoid social anxiety when you're sober. Um, This is just hard. I'm just going to validate your feelings. If you think this is hard, it is hard. (laughs) So you kind of have two options here. You can tell people that you're not drinking. And if you don't feel safe telling people that you're not drinking and you don't think they're going to be supportive, you can just not tell them that you're not drinking and pretend a non-alcoholic drink is alcoholic. Um, It's no one's business if you drink or you don't drink. You can lie to someone's face about it. You have to do whatever you have to do to make sure you accomplish your goals of staying sober for the month or whatever, staying sober forever, whatever your goal is. That's your number one job to yourself. You can't let yourself down. So if that means lying to someone that it's a beer when it's a non-alcoholic beer and being like, no, I'm good, bud. Like I have like, like I'm good, bud. I have a drink. Like if that's what that means, do it. Period. If you don't feel safe telling someone that you don't drink because you think they're going to be like, no, have this shot, have this drink. Fuck them. Do not just lie. I don't, I'm fully telling you to lie. (laughs) 
I don't know if that's a good thing to do, but I do because I think that you protecting your sobriety is a number one thing. So if you're in a group of people and you think that some asshole is going to pressure you to drink, just get a non-alcoholic drink that looks alcoholic, like a soda in a rocks glass with a lime, no vodka in it or whatever, and just be like, hey, yeah, cheers, and just live your life. That's one way to cope. Better situation. <laughs> you would be able to tell your friends that you're sober. This is something I would suggest telling them before you get there and being like, hey, I'm doing a January, um, like a January restart on alcohol. I'm not drinking, but I promise I'll be just as much fun. You guys probably won't notice, but I'm just letting you guys know or whatever. Um, as you get more and more sober and more and more comfortable to goof around, you're so comfortable around drunk people. It's crazy. Like you just don't drink and it's totally fine. My favorite thing is when people around you at social situations get drunk enough that they feel comfortable enough to ask you why you don't drink. And then they'll like, sometimes I've had people like drunkenly telling me that they think they have drinking problems. And I honestly feel very honored when they say that because they trust me with their emotions, even drunk. And like, I do appreciate that. And, um, but yeah, like I think that if you, if you don't drink and you publicly don't drink, it's, it's dope. And when someone is an asshole, once you're fully comfortable with it, uh, you're kind of just like, okay, what's your problem? Like I don't drink and then it's totally fine. But if you're just starting and you want to lie, I fully support you. When I do go out for dinner with friends, they all know I'm sober. This is not so much for like huge social like bar get togethers, but like say you go for dinner with your friends, I would super suggest ordering like a mocktail or getting a non-alcoholic drink in a wine glass, even though it feels silly. It can really help you with FOMO because kind of the vibe of a glass of wine is what I miss a lot. Um, also, I love non-alcoholic beer. My favorite is Airdinger. It's available at a lot of restaurants. Um, it tastes so much like real beer it's um de-alcoholized beer so it started off as real beer and then they took the alcohol out of it it's extremely extremely low percent um but it still has an extremely small amount of alcohol in it my favorite thing about it is it's isotonic which means it's the same salt to water ratio um as your blood so it could actually even be used as like a gatorade like a like a sports performance drink if you wanted I love this stuff. I drink it all the time. Um, it's amazing. I'm not sponsored by it or anything. It's just like my favorite non-alcoholic beer. If you're looking to replace your beer with non-alcoholic beer, it's also really low calorie. Not that that really matters, but if you are giving up alcohol to lose weight in the new year, it's like, it's one of my favorites. So air dinger beer. So definitely one thing that I would suggest if you're going out to a lounge or a bar is when you order your first like soda from the bartender what I do just because I was a bartender and server for so long um I really like to like keep you know a gracious reputation as a sober person and so if they give me like a soda I hand them a 20 and I'm like hey like babe I just want you to keep this I'm gonna be here all night I don't drink and I just really appreciate you taking care of me anyways and that's what I say and that's what I do and then I give them the whole 20 and they're like no 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 and I'm like yes please and then they always just take such amazing care of me <laughs> and then they'll give me like water shots when everybody else buys shots and um, so I can feel included and like they're just like usually really, really gracious and kind back um, and it lets them know that I appreciate what they do and it also helps me feel not so much like a cheapskate because you will save so much money not drinking. It is insane. So you can afford to take care of your people a little bit and I think it's just an important aspect of being sober and still getting that like night out vibe and 
yeah, so that's what I do. Um, another tip I have for going out socially is staying caffeinated. I know caffeine is a drug too, but listen, we all got our demons. Um, stay caffeinated because sometimes I do understand drunk people's complaints about sober friends. They get so much energy and a sugar rush from all of the alcohol and their body and nervous systems responding to the alcohol. They get energy, even though they get energy, they lose a lot of energy later. They have it right now. Um, and I think it's just like so, so important to keep up with their energy and be the life of the party still so have a coffee at 8 p.m you're gonna get so sleepy by nine o'clock because you're healthy you're not drinking have a coffee um you won't really stay up that late I always go home after a night out even after coffee's out and I'm like so tired from the social (laughs) from the social interaction so have some coffee stay caffeinated um Okay, if this is your first challenge to be sober, make your bedtime routine, even if you're not getting sober, make your bedtime routine just the most luxe thing ever. I think that this is one of the most beautiful things that you can do for your mental health. It changed my mental health a lot. Um, I make my bedtime routine so high maintenance. It's amazing. I do a full skincare routine. I put on my pajamas. I get into nice clean sheets. I have a little hot bag that I microwave and put in, put on my feet, like a little rice bag that my mom makes (laughs) that I put on my feet, um, in the microwave. And it's so amazing. I think they're called magic bags. Um, I have my humidifier going and I put on my favorite TV show or just a bad reality TV show for half an hour. And I just really, really look forward and enjoy that time. And I think that that is so important for our mental health and can really make us look forward to bedtime. And if you're drinking, sometimes that glass of wine at the end of the day is the same thing. And so it's important to replace that, like the alcohol if you're if you have an unwind glass of wine with the same kind of vibes i think sometimes i think that we don't really even miss wine we just miss the vibes of wine and we can replace those you know like the romance the unwind all the things we associate with alcohol we can replace them and that's something that i've definitely done and yeah also a skincare routine man like if you're a man listening to this go to the ordinary it's very affordable get buffet pat that stuff on your face buffet ordinary it's peptides it's hyaluronic acid it is going to be amazing get some masks from winners like take care of yourself in 2022 okay number eight is put the money you saved on being sober to a big towards a big treat for yourself and this could be anything like if you're unsure about your future or stressed out take that money and put it towards paying off your debt or investing in a tfsa or whatever or if like you want it to go towards a trip towards disneyland put it towards a trip towards disneyland a spray tan get your nails done whatever i just really think that you should be so proud of yourself for doing the month sober and put that money towards something for me i've saved so much money being sober that sometimes like i have to remind myself like hey like you can afford that like (laughs) you never drink like you know, get the dessert when you go out for dinner, get the fancy mocktail or just like really make sure that like you still are deserving of a beautiful life for yourself. So I think that you should just be so proud of yourself if you do it and stick to it. And yeah, so whatever your resolutions or goals this year, I hope that these tips really, really helped. I just appreciate everyone so much who contributed to these tips. And I think that it's so exciting. Like I just get so happy and excited and my cup feels so full when I get messages from people that I help them and that I help them give up drinking and feel better about themselves. And one thing that I can say for sure is like 
if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, that really can like mess up your self-esteem. So if you say you're going to get sober for the month, please stick to it and do it. And you will be so proud of yourself on the other end. Also, okay, one more, one more weird story and then I'm going to let you go. But I'm so proud of you and I love you so much. So like two weeks ago, I'm skiing, right? And it's fucking cold. It's really cold in Alberta here. And I was in Lake Louise and it's like minus 18. It's beautiful. If you're Canadian, you know what I mean. It's beautiful at minus 18, clear skies, that cold. The cold brings clear skies. And I'm skiing and I'm really, really cold. So I'm using those like hot pockets. You shake them. You put them in your mitts and your uh, boots. That's what they're made for. But I thought to myself, you know, these would be amazing in my bra. (laughs) So I, I put them in my bra. Anyways, they burnt my titties. Uh, I have one like scar on my left titty now. It's blistering. It blistered and now it's like kind of healing up, but I think it's probably going to scar and I burnt my left titty and uh, that was 2021. Just burning titties, not in a good way. I don't know if there's any good way. Okay. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to uh, my robot porn bot story and my burning left titty story and all about sobriety. You guys are the best friends anyone could ever have. And I will see you next week with a guest. So happy new year. Good luck. Bye.